Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for attending. And now, without further ado, to answer your questions, we welcome Commissioner Carl Benson. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for attending today's press conference. Uh, at a time when there are so many uncertainties facing intercollegiate athletics, I thought that this would be a good opportunity to address some of those issues. Uh, who's got the first question? I got a question. Uh, Trent Krim from The Independent. <laughs> really? Trent Krim from The Independent? Are you kidding me? What's your question? Well, well what makes you qualified to be a commissioner? And alive. That's the best that you can have at a time when, when we've got all these issues facing us, and that's the best question you have? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. And really, who, who let this guy in? Hi, welcome to the first edition of Knutson and the Commish. I'm Mark Knutson. He is Carl Benson, the former commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference and the Western Athletic Conference. As we move forward in this program in the coming episodes, we'll be talking about all the big issues that are affecting collegiate athletics all across the country. It's an ever-changing landscape. Uh, Carl, you've been in the room with lots of other, all the other big commissioners, all of these, even in the highest level meetings there are. Um, you can talk about the changes you see in college sports in the collegiate model itself, and even in the NCAA. Uh, there, you can offer our, our viewers some unique insight. Well, I sure hope I can, Mark. And we can't forget the uh, my start, the Mid-American Conference, Mid -American, uh, yeah. was my first uh, commissioner job. 1990 to 1994 as the commissioner of the of the MAC, uh, headquartered in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, then uh, from 1994 to 2012 here in Denver as the commissioner of the Western Athletic Conference. And we all know all the changes that went through during the, oh, yeah. that uh, 18 years. Wow. And then I ended my I ended my career uh, going to the Sunbelt Conference in New Orleans and spent seven years as the commissioner of the Sunbelt. And over that 29-year uh, period, you know, I certainly saw uh, the evolution of, of college sports and how it how it grew, uh, how it has, I think, evolved into today. And I look forward to talking with you on a regular basis of uh, kind of the current state, but also perhaps uh, add a little historical uh, perspective as well. Well, part of the historical perspective is the fact that, you know, now we super conferences and mega conferences are, are kind of accepted now, right? It's going to be part of the deal. But you were involved with the Western Athletic Conference. You kind of inherited the Western Athletic Conference as a 16-team super conference back in the 90s. People forget about that. That's something we'll get into. Well, there's some similarities, but also uh, I think some some big differences in terms right. of the the 16-team right. SEC that uh, is going forward versus mm -hmm. the 16-team WAC that uh, you know that had a about a three-year shelf life. So, right. uh, but yes, uh, some of the some of the same issues for sure. Some of the other things we'll be touching on, and there are, in my opinion, four big issues right now. You can, I mean, there's lots of issues, but four umbrella issues that um, that I want to touch on in the next few episodes. Number one is coaches' salaries, because I think coaches' salaries, the, the enormous ten million dollars to coach a college football team, that those enormous numbers, I think, spurred on the idea of paying college athletes. Well, hey, if the coaches are getting that kind of money, there's got to be something for the for the athletes. So. That's one of the things I want to talk about is the enormous coaches' salaries that we're seeing out there right now. Well, and, and it certainly, I think, has impacted where we, where we are today. I think that the NCAA and the conferences failed to uh, acknowledge that uh, when everyone else, including the commissioners, were getting significant increases in salaries and compensations. You know, the student-athletes continued to get that uh, tuition, room, board, and fees that you know, that you and I both got as college baseball players. Right. But uh, so we failed to recognize that. Uh, 
we we saw how how litigation came in, how plaintiff's lawyers came in, and has uh, has now created the the NIL that we're talking about as well. Yeah, we'll get to that one in a second. But yeah, it's uh, I think that was the impetus. So we'll talk about that. I want to talk also about the transfer portal because to me it's free agency. It's it's professional sports style free agency. You see these kids who who get offers to sign letters of intent. They say I've been I've committed to such and such school. Well, you're not really committed anymore. You, you said, I'll go there for the first year and see how it goes. And if I don't play, if I don't start, I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. The grass is greener somewhere else. And I think it's a terrible thing. What are we teaching these kids? Well, well again, I, again, I think we fail to recognize, uh, you know, the, the reality that coaches could leave, uh, commissioners could leave, college presidents could leave. And, and yet, you know, the student athlete was, was restricted from, from leaving in only a couple of sports. Right. Now, there was free agency in, in some of the other sports. Uh, wow. It wasn't until it, it impacted football and, and men's basketball did it become such a, uh, a hot topic. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough. It's tough. You know, the old adage in when, they, when free agency hit in professional sports is you can't tell the players about a program. And now that's true in college sports. You can't get attached to a freshman or a sophomore anymore if you're a fan of a team because he might not be there next year. And it's, it's a tough thing to, for, for a lot of fans to swallow. Um, we understand the players need their rights, but again, it's one of those things I think is maybe helpful for a few players, but and that transfer portal is packed with kids who can't find other, other schools to go to, and it's hurting the sport. So we'll talk about that. And you mentioned earlier the NIL, um, name, image, and likeness, uh, payers, players getting paid essentially by non-school entities to participate in sports. I, I get battered on Twitter all the time about this because I think it's a horrible thing. Well, what's wrong with these kids? What's wrong with more kids getting put on scholarship? Well, the idea that Brigham Young can offer 36 more scholarships now for football players um, than Colorado State can or somebody else. I mean, the, the inequities that NIL bring are just, in my opinion, going to bring down the college part of this of, of this equation. Well, I think we need to, to let it run its course a little bit uh, and see what impact you know, the, these compensation packages are going to, to have, but it, uh, it certainly is a, is a great topic of conversation. And, um, you know, I think that I can provide both sides uh, of it, having, having watched it evolve here, Mark. So okay. I don't think this cut is dried in terms of, you know, is this the demise of, of intercollegiate athletics? Well, at least the demise of the college part of it. I think we're heading for, we're heading towards super conferences. This will bring me towards to, to point number four is realignment. We've seen the Texas-Oklahoma thing just come, come to pass. That's just the latest. This has been going on since you were the commissioner of the WAC. Um, you got some great stories to tell about, the, about what happened back in 2010, 2011 uh, in terms of the WAC, the Mountain West, the, the Big East was playing football back then, all the Big Eight, the Pac-12 was going to be the Pac-16, all those things happened. Um, and, and realignment's not over by any stretch. It isn't. There's, there's dominoes that, uh, that, that will fall here, um, perhaps – before we even have a chance to talk about it, we may uh, be talking about, you know, some of the the, the changes and some of the, the movements that uh, that have been made. Uh, it's a daily topic of conversation on on various websites across the country, and uh, my guess is that the commissioners uh, are are spending a lot of time right now talking with their members. They're they're talking with other other uh, potential future members. Uh, so it's uh, it's right on top of this. Yeah, I know these not, aren't necessarily the um, the order of importance. These four topics, but I think these four topics are are place to start. And in terms of realignment, I know currently as we, as we sit here and record this, um, the AAC and you know Mike Oresco very well is trying to allegedly trying to grab a couple 
teams from the Mountain West to move over. It seems silly to me, and we'll talk about this. I wrote in my, on my WoodyPage.com column, uh, why would those Mountain West schools want to make a lateral move? The better move, and we heard, heard all this stuff talk about alliances. My column, and people can read it on WoodyPage.com, is why don't the Mountain West and the AAC form uh, a, a super conference of their own where they have their own playoff, their own everything. They, you know, they align, they play their league conferences, and they're two league champions playing a playoff and, and just go about it that way uh, because – Guys, some of this stuff, I, you know, what we've proven over the years as, as Americans is we can't get too much football, right? There can't be too much football. So if we do have a breakaway situation where the, the, big, the biggest schools break away and form their own super conferences, that's not going to diminish the game itself. It's going to change the college model, but there'll be more football. Why not have more, more playoffs, more champions? Why not? Well, you know, I think the other thing that uh, we can probably – uh, be certain of, and, and I heard it, heard someone say it the other day, that the only thing that we can be certain of today is uncertainty. Yeah. And I think as we, uh, as we open up these shows on a weekly basis, uh, we're going to have to give a recap of what happened yes. the, the week before, before <laughs> we start talking about, you know, what's, oh. what's in store. So you talk about, uh, you can't, you know, you can't, can't uh, the players don't know, don't know the players without no. a uh, program, without a program. We may have to get a, uh, a, a map up here to, of all the conferences and, and move those pins around as, yeah. as uh, some of the, the, the additional uh, membership changes happen, uh, uh, you know, in the coming, coming weeks. Those are my four main points. But what other things are, you gonna, are we going to talk about in the future that you want to touch on that I haven't brought up already? Well, the one, one other big elephant in the room is, is the NCAA in general. And yeah. uh, the NCAA is, is – is uh, scheduled here in the next several weeks and, and months to talk about a major constitutional change right. that, uh, that they're, they're trying to, to create. They're trying to create a simpler rule book. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, what, what the, the intent of this, quote, constitutional convention is how to satisfy the five conferences in Notre Dame uh, to stay in the NCAA in a way that, that they are satisfied and to protect uh, the NCA from those five conferences starting some new organization. And that in itself, I think, may, may overshadow everything else yeah. that we've you know, brought up thus far today and continue is what is the future of the NCAA yep. and whether those five power conferences will continue under the umbrella of the NCAA. I think what we have to do now is we have to get our guys at the Believe Podcast Network to send you out to that constitutional convention on assignment. You can be our guy inside the room and we can we can talk about it while you're while you're at the convention. And I think that would be a really cool thing. But hey, uh, I, I, this, think I, I think I think I think my credentials uh, have expired. Yeah, but well, well that's why the, the boss has got to get you hooked up. Right. That's what they got to do. Uh, we got we, we, it's that it's that lock. It's that. Uh, you know, that corridor outside of the main room where some of those deals are made anyway. So exactly. All right. hey, hey, Carl, this is going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to doing this. He's Carl Benson. I'm Mark Knutson. This is Knutson and Kamish. Be sure to hook back with us on the Believe Podcast Network. We've got some great shows ahead. Take Good care. enough. Look forward to it, Mark.